Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everyone. Welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast, Friday night. 8.35, I know we said we'd be here for 8.30, but we said we'd give you, give you a moment to get settled in. Uh, 8.30 Friday night, talking about a game that's gone in. Uh, one minus four. 16 hours. Uh, 16 hours time. Uh, yeah, but it's going to be, uh, we'll, we'll try and get through it anyway as best we can, as I say. And, and thanks so much, everybody, for, for tuning in to have a listen and have a watch of us. But um, yeah, we're going to go down through a couple of things in this, I suppose. It would be remiss of us not to um, at least make note of the Chelsea game because we had, I think we had one of our more in, more interesting uh, team sheet tantrums um, for the Chelsea game. And it was great because we actually had debate for the first time in a long time. First time ever, I would say. There was a very much a split in the comments of yeah, positive yeah. and negative. And, you know, it's which is absolutely fine. And it's great. It's great to see that healthy debate. No one was getting annoyed with each other. No one was calling each other names. And it was actually really nice. Felt like we were on the way up to the ground or something like that. Or it felt like we were in a pub. And um, it was very, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, but team went out. Team played well. The team were probably the better team for good, sh- good, good parts of the first half. Cameron Archer had some great chances. And the team came away with a one-all draw, albeit losing on uh, on, on penalties. But Paddy, talk to me about it. You know, last time we spoke about this, we were very apprehensive. We weren't really sure whether it was going to be a hiding or whether it was going to be, um, you know, a, a, a valiant loss or whatever the situation was. But how do you feel after watching that game last Wednesday night? Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I think it was a missed opportunity. I, I think with a couple more of our... Uh, let's say, experienced uh, guys, i.e. Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings bringing off the bench, 
it might have been a different story. Um, I think I think you know when you see Lukaku 97, 98 million coming off the bench. Um, I think I think I top I tatted up their bench is worth over two uh, two hundred and fifty million, and we decided to go with a, with a relatively weakened side with the hope of probably getting a result this weekend, which let's face it is probably not going to happen either. So yeah, um, while it was. A valiant performance. They played exceptionally well. Um, those that listened the other night knew I was going to play football, so I only saw the second half. And I was very impressed with what I saw. I didn't go back and watch the, the first half because we'd lost and I was a bit pissed off over the whole thing, so I didn't bother. Um, so uh, it'll, it'll, it'll go down as one we'll remember. I think I think we, we go out of this cup or, or the FA Cup in a whimper a lot of years and we kind of forget you know we lost to stoke city last last year i had to look that up to remember it and uh i don't remember what happened or anything in the game but we lost and i, and I think that was probably down to putting out a week inside as well um you know it, hap- it happens but I, I think chelsea wanted it more thomas tuchel from the minute i got back in i think it was 47 48 minutes on the clock was up on the edge of technical area and the camera was on him constantly barking mm. out all. He was absolutely adamant they, they were going to win that game of what they had on the pitch. And unfortunately they did in the end, but you know, not without not without a few scares as well. And um it was uh it, it was great to watch. It, it we were, you know, as good as we can be and we scored probably one of the goals of the season. It was absolutely brilliant to watch Cameron Archer wheeling away, um, bearing in mind that we nearly had him on the pitch for a Premier League game a couple of weeks ago. So I was delighted to see him get his opportunity. And also bear in mind, this is a guy who went out on loan last year and struggled at a non-league side. So I've seen it so many times. Players come players come into that kind of setup and have all the fans behind them and suddenly they're flourishing. So... Long may that continue for him because we love to see a homegrown player coming in and doing well. He's our top scorer now this season. So uh, it'll probably be a while before someone scores four goals and catches up with him. But um, yeah, so my, my my overriding emotion is that we left that behind us. And I have no doubt that if we'd have picked the team that played Chelsea a few weeks ago, we probably would have beaten them. Yeah, uh, look, there's no, there's no doubting that. Uh, what I would say to it is that the, that the road goes both ways. If Chelsea had picked their full team, they would have. They, I've no doubt that they probably would have beaten our full team. Well, may, well, maybe not. We mightn't have been as naive as we were the first day and given gifting them that second goal. So we'll, we'll never know. Yeah, but and that's that's what I'm kind of getting at. If ifs and buts are candy and nuts, like you know, we got to play. Yeah. We played. We played against a weekend Chelsea team with a weekend team of our own. And yeah. we took a lot of the game to Chelsea. A lot of the game to Chelsea. We had the better chances. We had 100% yeah. the better chances in the game. Cameron Archer had a yeah. one-on-one that he scooped over the bar. He had another one where he got in. Uh, and I think Agassi got in as well and the goalkeeper. We, we could have won it normal time, you know, even with them bringing on Lukaku. You know, so I, I know, look, it's one of those ones. But who's to say that, like, that you don't draw Man City in the next round or you don't draw fucking someone in the next round then and then you put out your full team and you still get beat 3-0. It was only one game at the end of the day. 
Um, winning it didn't entitle us to any League Cup. And I know you know that. And I know everybody knows that that's listening, that's watching the yeah. podcast. I'm not being hyperbolic when I say it, but it's just the reality of it. Dean yeah. Smith nearly came out of it with a masterclass, lads, because we played. Oh, yeah. we, we went back to the 4 2 3 1. Um, we played a stouter, shorter man up front than we have probably back to the way we played last year. That's his movement is brilliant. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. Cameron Archer's movement is, was fantastic. And, the, and and we'll get out to the goal in a moment. But I suppose let's concentrate on further back the field. Our pressing midfield was excellent. Bundia and Sanson looked like they had played together for years. Um, the way that they were able to, they were able to hand off players. They were able to move. Uh, what I mean by that is they were hand off players in zones in midfield, so they're able to track and press. And um, the Camboy thought was pretty decent. And I know people are uh, like, what's he? Do? Some people are saying, what's he doing? Taking the penalty? Completely different, uh, diff- different phase of the game. Obviously, in actual mm-hmm. real time play, I thought he was pretty good. Specifically, the first half, I suppose. Second half, we were a small bit more overrun. Um, I thought that. Uh, I thought Courtney House, once again, I always think he plays a good game. I thought he played a real good game. What he did to Lukaku to make up the ground and get that tackle in is highlight real stuff for sure. He should have it in his video CV. If Aston Villa ever t- ever um, put him up for sale or if he's ever been shopped around, that should be the highlight that he shows along with all his great heading ability. And Axel Tunzebi is a real leader back there as well. And, and I genuinely believe that when we go out, uh, maybe maybe not on Saturday, because, but like when we have our, our, our full-back three uh, at any stage with Toon, Zabi, Mings and Kanza, any one of those could wear the, wear the armband for Aston Villa. And that's good. It's good to have that sol- uh, solid kind of um, structure, I suppose, in that back three. Um, I actually don't... I, I actually think more so if we just start the Martinez and goals as opposed to having a Mings or a Watkins to come on that we would win the game. I think if we started... Start, like... like Say what we want. Jed Steer made some great, great saves in in uh, in real time or in in real time in um in in, in normal time. But like, like we have the guy that I mentioned, the elephant in the room. He was like he was diving nearly a day and a half before the penalty was taken. So it's and look, maybe that's the way, that's that's something he's been, probably been working on. Maybe it was a case of maybe the Chelsea players knew he dived early and just. They were waiting for it. Maybe they cut him out as opposed to as opposed to whatever happened. But look, mm. I suppose what I'm what I'm getting at here is there's a lots of ifs and buts. But then again, they'll be like that with every game. And look, we're out of the league cup again. It's not ideal, but um, I think, and, and I the, think reason, the, the reason it's not ideal, Neil, is we 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 don't have uh, Europe to worry about. So we could we could have thrown our heart and soul into this coming up to Christmas and given. Uh, see, you know, I and, don't think that is there. there. It needed a full team. It needed a full team the other night to go and win it. Um, or it needed the ability to change the game from the bench. And yeah, you know, I'm just, I, and that's why I'm a little bit disappointed because we we would we we have the time and we're not worrying about Europe to go on that run between now and Christmas. Like I think it's only three games between now and Christmas midweek. We could surely manage that with what we have. Um, yeah, but I, but I think I, I, I still don't think our squad. Like I think with the amount of injuries that we have and niggles and knocks, like our squad isn't there to play a full squad uh, on a Wednesday and then go out off to Old Trafford at half twelve and on a, on a Saturday. And I think maybe if this, if our squad was fully healthy, I think probably we would have seen a, a more full strength squad. But mm. you know, we came out of this with another one in another one injury. Yes, yeah, it was only Sanson, which was very unfortunate as well. And. Mm. I just think that I, I think if this happened in, it happened in a vacuum on a different day that I think we could have got we could have got more first team players in the bench 
but I, I think that Watkins playing playing three games in the space of seven days would have been um, would have been difficult coming back from from injury, and obviously he had to take off Bert, Bertrand Traore uh, to mind him, I suppose, for this weekend. I'd imagine he would be very much involved because we've got no Leon Bailey as well, but. No, look, I I I wholeheartedly agree. It would be nice to have Ings. I wouldn't have had Watkins on the bench, no matter what. I would have had Ings there because I think it would have been more of a game for Ings, and plus Ings doesn't miss penalties, you know. So if we were to bring him on, with knowing that there was no extra time, I think he would have been. I think he probably would have been the better one uh, to 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 bring on. But saying that, we lost on penalties, and it was our most experienced player, in Ashley Young, who had a brutal penalty, and he 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 had a. He didn't have his best night at the office. They, they picked on him, really. And uh, Marvellous Nakamba, who I, I think people are probably... I think it's probably a valid question to ask, like, how good he good must he be in training at taking penalties to say mm. that he was picked to take one. But then again, Jordan Pickford takes penalties for England. So, uh, you know... I have no, no, I've no, um, I've no problem with anybody taking a penalty. I, I was yeah. a, perhaps a little bit disappointed that some of the younger lads didn't get one because mm. it's a nice experience. Um, I was uh, when I saw Ashley Young going up. I wasn't brimmed with confidence because a lot of pe- a lot of people did miss it just before the penalties were taken. But there was a a bit of a conflab in the middle of the pitch between. Jesus, oh, I forget who the Chelsea captain was. Was it Marcus Alonso? Jorginho? No, I can't remember. Chelsea captain was pass. <laughs> anyway, it was irrelevant who he was. Mm. The referee flipped the coin at least three times. So Ashley Young was losing his shit and then had to go and take a penalty. He wanted think, to know he wanted to know why the penalty why there was tri- the, now I've gone back and looked at it. Was it the camera the camera I thought they were laughing? Us, no, no. The camera has shown us that the, the coin was tossed three times, at least. It may have been even done again before it. I don't know, but it was yeah, definitely yeah. tossed three times. I went and had a look subsequently at the law book afterwards and it's a double coin toss one decides which ends two decides who goes first and that's it we won the first two coin tosses so why was the third one taken that immediately put ashley young in bad form as far as i could see i thought i actually thought i was imagining it so i went back and had a look definitely the camera shows completely Three coin tosses. He he tosses tosses mm. the coin three times, and I watched the the press conference today. And the first guy comes in with meaningless questions about safe standing and fucking World Cup in in December. And I'm going, are these guys not paid to look at what's going on during the week and ask questions about that? Because that's mm. been burning in my mind since Wednesday night when I went to bed. Yeah, uh, a few people gave me a bit of stick on Twitter for even mentioning it, but it did it did happen. It definitely happened. Uh, yeah, no, it did. It did, but yeah. I, I actually thought that they were laughing at the third one. But then again, I didn't put too much heat into it until you texted me, and um, I wasn't able to watch it back because um, just because. <laughs> <Just> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look, I suppose valiant effort. Look, it's 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 shit being the lucky losers all the time, you know, or being being yeah. the the plucky losers. Should I say more so than lucky? Because there was nothing lucky about that game. And mm. um, for us, we we were fully merited in our one-one draw. And, um, you know, I think it's, uh, but look, it's onwards and upwards. I think from there, I would have liked to have seen Sansan available. I think, I think Sansan could have, uh, could have affected the game against Man United at the weekend with the way he was pressing. Um, even for 20 minutes at the end, uh, if we were protecting a lead, which 
you know, this may may not happen. Um, but unfortunately, he's not going to be there, and we're back down to a three. You know, to to yeah. our, our our midfield. It's not threadbare at all. You know, we still have Bundy to come in there. No. We still have, but uh, I I would imagine our our, our midfield three, uh, mid same midfield three that we played pretty much all year. If we are going to. Excuse me if we are going to go with the three. Yeah. Um, let's take a few comments before we move on to the Chelsea game there. Um, so Ad says, plenty of positives from the game. Um, House especially, don't see any problems with him in the team for tomorrow. Yeah, and, and spoiler alert, we'll be talking about that in a moment. Um, Christopher says, I have a dangerous feeling about tomorrow. I think we might do these clowns. Yeah, absolutely. I hope I wake up feeling dangerous tomorrow as well. Dara says, Villa were great the other night. Same performance tomorrow. We'll see a Villa win. Good to see Tom. Good to see you, buddy. Um, Ad is in. Sanson looked really bright until his injury. I, I really thought so. I thought he was our man of the match mm-hmm. up until the injury. Um, I thought he was everywhere. Um, and as I said, the, the, you could see that himself and Buendia were... Like obviously they haven't played together or anything like that, but maybe they've they were paired up together to from a fitness point of view all week uh, with a game plan in mind because they were pretty sharp at moving moving players like manipulating players around midfield yeah. and handing players off when they moved out of zones obviously because Bundia was uh, was pr- was a small bit more further forward than uh, than Sanson was but not really really liked it. I think, Dara- I, think the, I think the overriding thing about Sanson is people realise that we do have a player there. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the force they've seen of him being the player that that we bought. So hopefully he can lose this sick note uh, name tag mm. and he, we can make a player out of him. Um, yeah. Or Dean Dean Smith made a valid comment today about um, the two players that are continuously picking up injuries haven't had a full preseason nope. in Sanson and uh, Bailey. So look, take the international break. Get them up to speed, get them all guns blazing going into the winter because if they're picking them up in September, these tightnesses, they're going to pick them up even more in November and December. Yeah. Dara says Archer's goal was a joy to watch, like something from the 80s Cup final. And that's a glass one because my father rang me after the game and he said, Jesus, did you see that young fella from Villa? Where did he come from? <laughs> and I said, Well, to be honest with you, I think Craig Shakespeare said it after the game. No one really knows where he came from in the last 18 <laughs> months because while he was good and he was fine at that level, he went out to Solihull Moors and he played out in the wing and he struggled for game time. And next thing he just came back, put his head down and and uh, and, and, and is showing people what they've done. But the father said, and uh, this is going to be a real throwback. And everybody over in the UK, you pop, well, you might know who this person is, but <laughs> father said he remi- that goal reminded him of a goal that a fellow by the name of Andy McAvoy, I think he said, was would score for Limerick FC back in the 70s in the Irish League. And Andy McAvoy <laughs> apparently played for Blackburn um, for a time as well. So if we've any... Um, ex old Blackburn fans there, but the father said all he all he was good for was standing on the penalty area. People had crossed the ball into him, and he headed into the back of the net. And he, it's, it's interesting that you say that as well. There was like something from the eighties because the father said it was a real throwback as well. Um, yeah. just very simple ball crossed in, ma- almost a mano a mano situation, and a header goes into the back of the net. So, um, and what a cross it was! What a cross! An absolute rainbow of a cross! Yeah, straight in. Matty Cash is is an asset. Matty Cash is an asset. He's he's a proper new age marauding fullback, if that's what you don't, want to call it. Don't you it, mean Matthias Kashki? Matthias, yeah, Matthias Kaish or something Kesh, like that. Kashki, yeah, Matthias Slotty. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's what his, na his name would have to be and he's we just call him the polish cafu how's that polish cafu is easier yeah, yeah. um and, and says could be divorcing the house tomorrow afternoon of the villa yeah and uh and and there's a house divided uh, tomorrow there at half past 12 when the match is on because there's a big man united yeah, fan and a big aston villa fan there but uh the kettle's on here if you want if if you if if you do have to leave the kettle is on and uh you can come up here for refuge is absolutely fine um <laughs> uh where else are we oh i'm after losing this again um Okay, we've got a couple of ones there. I'm just I'm gonna any of the United ones we'll come back to it in a moment. Ad says says a lot of them both games um against Chelsea. Mendy was man of match in the first game and James was man of match in the cup tie. Absolutely. Which James is a fine player, lads. How how Chelsea can't find a way to to shoehorn him into the team is I suppose just goes to show where we aren't yet with from a from a squad building point of view. He's a fine player. He's I very very rarely see him play a bad game. And uh you know that's just my mm. thoughts on it. And yeah. James, um, I don't mind starting eleven against Chelsea, but not putting any options in the bench from our first eleven makes no sense to me. Yeah, I can understand why people are grieved in it. I can understand why people are grieving for sure. Um, absolutely for sure. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Rob Henry agrees with you on the toss, Paddy. Ash is not happy because it was the first toss was voided for some reason. Was voided because Chelsea didn't win it. Maybe could you, <laughs> yeah. it could have been one of those what happened next situations in, in question of sport where the coin landed and stuck into the ground right on its edge or something mad like that. Who knows? Um, but it's definitely worth uh, worth looking back on. Um, Carl says Sanson getting injured was a blow. He was great, absolutely. No, absolutely, genuinely think he could have been man of the match. And I was gutted for him when he went down and he was clutching his hamstring. And like when someone goes down like that, and it might be maybe a contact injury or something, you're going, right, yeah, it might only be a week, it might be a bit of bruise in here and there. Mm. When it's a hamstring, like you you aren't getting back anytime, no. anytime soon. You know, you're you're three you're three weeks, four weeks, you know, for that. Um uh, very proud. We played the best team in England at the moment and held our own with our second team. We have very good strength and depth now. We also rattled Chelsea in the league game too. And I think, Mark, that's probably, that's really fair as well. That Like a lot of people, and I said it as well, and I probably, probably, uh, well, listen to this, I'm going to admit it. I might have been wrong. Um, because at the end of the day, they brought on Mason Mount and they brought on Lukaku uh, to really strengthen their side. And yes, they were missing, you know, one or two people at the back. But Apart from that, they still had N'Golo Kante. They still had, you know, they still had all these superstars on their team. And we we didn't, you know, we didn't have the first team players to bring on. So that's actually a very good point. And, um, you know, we still held our own against them. We still defended against them. And Courtney House, that tackle from Courtney House, as I said, I've, I've spoken about it already. What a tackle. You know, what a, a, a covering tackle that was. Um Right. Let's go and let's talk a small a bit about Man United. Um, there was a comment there that I think we'll start off with. Right, let's just let's just rip off the bandaid. Will Mike Dean award United's penalty in the first or second half? And if Martin is save it, will he be sent off or only get a yellow? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. God. yeah. I, I I did actually plan, Paddy, and, and this this is no no word of a lie. I planned on running a competition. Um, for charity, um, I didn't. I don't actually know what the prize was going to be, but I was going to put up a 
a square of 90 squares. And I was going to say, listen, uh, you're a, a pound per square and you pick your square and whoever um, was all for charity, whoever then won the won it, got a hat or something like that. I would have sent him a hat. One of the hats that we still have here or something like that. I don't know. But then I woke up this morning and literally every second post on Twitter was, Paul going, what minute will uh, will Mike Dean award a penalty to my United? I went, oh, that was my great idea out, out yeah. the gate now, so I'm going to have to wait around for another one. But uh, some of you eagle-eyed, uh, eagle-eyed customers, uh, eagle-eyed, not customers, eagle-eyed punters, should I say, will have uh, seen this, uh, and I'm actually going to share it here. Did any of you see, happen to see the graphic for the podcast tonight? And did any of you spot the Wally? Did any of you, because we played a little game of where, Where's Wally? Um, Wally is the right twenty name from with our podcast uh, graphic today, and I, I'm just wondering did anyone see him? I'm just going to share it up here in case you did and you didn't. Um, share screen, video screen, so you'll be able to. So just in case some of you didn't see it, played a little game of where's Wally? Why isn't it sharing? There it is, and yeah, there's the specter of Mike Dean and his smarmy uh, wink that time when he looked down the barrel of the camera. And gave a wink. But actually, do any of you watch Ted Lasso? Have you ever watched Ted Lasso, Paddy? No. Stephen watches it, and I, I, I keep meaning to, but time just doesn't permit at the moment. Ah, but I, I, will, I will get around to it. Make time. Make time. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, that clown was on Ted Lasso as well. He was in an episode of it where he had and he had to, he had actually had a speaking part in it where they played against Man City uh, in it. But... Uh, yeah, the specter of Mike Dean, I suppose, really, Paddy, is, is is something that none of us want. Like playing against United in a game that's been moved to 12.30 because the Courtneyers are playing in Old Trafford cricket ground um, later on and they couldn't have the traffic levels uh, because, you know, what, you know the, the road back to London would have been packed from all the United fans. So um, they decided to move it to half 12. And mm. then Mike Dean is the ref. As well, so like, and I know I don't, yeah. I don't want to sound defeatist, and but like, it's just you, you throw the stat, Paddy, to remind me of what that stat was again about our um, Mike Dean has refereed us 22 times and we've only won twice. Do you even know how many we've even got a point from? I, w- I wouldn't say we've drawn many more, to be honest. No, I wouldn't say we have, no. Somebody just shared in the comments there. Mike Dean gave us the penalty in the last minute against Wolves last season. I'd say that's the only thing he's ever given us. Yeah, I wouldn't, and, I wouldn't be surprised. For that reason, I, I've written off tomorrow, the minute I saw it, I was like, this this game gets gets harder and harder each time you play it because it's a monkey on our back for whatever it is now, nearly nearly 30 years since that uh, you, you'll win nothing with kids thing in 1995. Um, so... I know this is away from home, but it's it's still it's still Man United, it's still a monkey on our back. We, I think the the Gabby header at Old Trafford, still that's what 15, 12, 13 Nine, years ago. Nineteen, yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah. Sorry, two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah, so we, we just we just don't get they get all the decisions. The last the last two or three years they've got some abysmal decisions against us, and I don't I don't see tomorrow being any different because. Mike Dean is rolled out when 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 they need results sorted for 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 uh, the bigger clubs. And you know, I know that, I know that sounds terrible, but I, I I just don't I don't trust them. I don't I don't trust. I, I don't trust Mike. I don't trust. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's not that yeah. I think he's a bad ref. I don't trust him to be impartial. 
But look, I don't trust anyone to be impartial against the big clubs. And you know, but him specifically and Man United, like we, like every other team, can't be wrong. Sure, they get the decisions left, right, and center. Um, you can be guaranteed they're getting a penalty tomorrow because Solskjaer came out today and said yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because of Klopp that we're not getting any penalties. Yeah, no, yeah. it's because you fucking didn't deserve a penalty. And Ronaldo should have been done for diving last week. He was already going to ground before the tackle came in. Yeah, but, but uh, the Fleet Street and the media are already saying that oh, he should have got a penalty last week. And Solskjaer is on that as well. Going, no, Ronaldo should have got a penalty last week. But look, yeah, it is what it is. Um. Look, if they get their penalty, we just mean we we're going to need to score two goals to win tomorrow, and I think I think that's long the short of it. Before we get before we get down to brass tacks, I suppose with the team because I don't think there's going to be any ground break and stuff with the team. I think no. the team is going to be pretty safe and solid. But um, if we are to score two goals, Paddy, do we not have something a bit more in our locker this year playing against a team like Man United because? Uh, Set pieces, you know, we, we talked yeah. about them in the last day, you know, we highlighted them against Everton about how we're now defending them a small bit better. I feel a small bit better anyway. I think we've gotten our shape and our structure specifically from corners. It's completely changed. Um, and John McGinn isn't at the back post anymore. Not that I, I was ever massively against it. He just had two high profile times when men who were six foot six, six foot seven got in over his head, which is yeah. to be expected. He's only five foot nine or ten. But um I think more so our attacking tra- uh, attacking intent from, from set pieces. While it doesn't level the playing field against a team like Man United, but what it does is it gives us something to almost look forward to. And I think a lot of the talk in the early in the early portion of the game from the commentators in the early pre-match press conferences, I, I haven't listened to anything Solskjaer said. I would be actually very surprised if, if anybody who was interviewing Solskjaer actually even gave us any chance against them um, this week. But mm. I think it's going to become a thing over the course of the year. And I said it before. And if you just get a reputation for being good at set pieces, it doesn't really matter, matter whether you are or whether you aren't. The psychology of it is huge. Of course. But unfortunately, we we we're all we're all defeated this week because we feel we're already one nil down, because we're we're almost nailed on that they'll get a penalty and and it'll it'll have us one nil down before we even get going, and I envisage another moral victory tomorrow where we'll put it up to them, but it will just come up a little bit short. But uh, yeah, that that like you you summed it up. We 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 are definitely. Uh, more potent in attack and our, our set piece has a lot more to offer but just the elephant in the room is we don't get those decisions against the big clubs has been proven from year after year after year mm. we we have to go and have a miraculous kind of game like like the liverpool 7-2 last week to go and put a game to bed so a referee cannot do anything about the result at that stage like going three nil up against arsenal there's nothing that can stop that that, that's that's our juggernaut in full swing and, and there's no stopping it. And that's probably what we need to do against the clubs. Um, the clubs like Man United, we can't afford to go 1-0 up and sit back. We've got to keep playing and keep playing and, and impose our game on people throughout the game, not just in sports. Yeah. I agree. I sorry. I started laughing in the middle of that. I wasn't laughing at anything you said. Everything you said there was pretty valid. But with Tom, I had to laugh at this. You have more chance of getting fuel in England tomorrow than anything from my team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you will laugh at that. Yeah, you guys seem to be facing some sort of a 
a fuel crisis at the moment and uh, hopefully that's get sorted for you because uh, there's nothing worse than panic buying and stuff like that it can cause you know cause unneeded stress for for you guys so hopefully that does get sorted out there's an interesting one here from seb um seb says uh luis and mings have something to prove against united after last season and one bisaka and varan uh, are the weak link at the back and I'd have to say I, I agree with about 79.46% of that statement. Um, I definitely think Luis and Bings. I, I I think Douglas Luis, I think with the new setup, the way that we're going to be set up with five at the back, I think it's, uh, and, and, and who knows if we're going to play a five at the back. That's probably going to be our only real talking point tomorrow. And I think we will, considering Courtney Howe's played so well during, during the week. Um, but I think the way the five at the back, it actually limits the amount of mistakes that, uh, not mistakes, and I don't mean it like that, that they're absolutely massively error prone, but it limits the isolation that you can get, you can get Mings isolated in the box, or that Douglas Luiz would be running across the face of the goal with a player like he was against Pogba for that, that, uh, yeah. That, that penalty last year and um i think we'd be able to keep the play in front of us a bit more if that makes sense with mm. our our three slash five at the back whatever way you want to look at it but yes absolutely i and i think i think uh i i've got a sneaky feeling douglas louise if douglas louise plays as well as he did against everton douglas louise will have a mighty game uh against united one yeah. i do think i think i would love and and and, I, and I'm reading this point of Bailey isn't there because I actually think Bailey would have ripped Wambasaka apart. Um, I just don't think he likes defending against late and pace like that. He wants to go forward. He's very like he's very unfortunate that there's so many good right backs in the Premier League because he probably is international standard. But if you get him turned at all, he you'll have him on toast. But the part I don't agree with is Varane being a weak link at the back. I just yeah. think if he's if he'd have said, said Maguire, I would have agreed with him across the board. I'd say. Wan Bissaka, you know, I, I I think I think he's an okay defender. I don't think he offers anything coming forward, and that's why he's not at international standard at this stage. But Varan, I, I think he's been a very cute signing for them this season, and uh, he he has shown up how poor Harry Maguire is because he's bossing Harry Maguire around the pitch, and Maguire is the captain. <laughs> so mm. uh, it's actually funny to watch, and and if you get that situation tomorrow, have a look at it. Because Varane looks like he's fucking frightened of his life of Harry Maguire making mistakes and he's constantly talking to him throughout the game. Yeah. Harry Maguire and his fifty piece fifty pence piece head. Uh, you know, you can't you can, but and that's what I mean by, by set pieces, you know, that he, he while he's got way better, like don't get me wrong, he was absolutely superb in the Euros. I thought Harry Maguire was 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 very good, like uh, in the international competition, but like there's only so far you can go with it with a lot of defenders in the Premier League where you can like with long throws, just the trajectory of them with good set pieces, stuff like that. Like you get defenders stretch stretching, and it's that's the difference between that between that when you have an aerial bombardment, especially coming at different angles to the team. A defender might overstretch and not get full connection on the ball, and then it could be anyone's game. It might squirt to the back post. It might only drop as far as the edge of the area. It might. Uh, you know, it's it, it. He might not get the required distance. He might not get the flick to get it around the post. The goalkeeper might be brought into a save, and that's why that's why teams some that's why teams revert to a set piece. Not so much that they're going to get Tyrone Mings on the end of every long throw, but it, it's the case of you lob a ball in there and they make a mistake based on trying to clear it because the repetition of the ball coming in at such at different angles and so on like that can can bamboozle players. And look. I, I I got into it. I kind of I kind of moved away from Harry Maguire, but and the re the reason I was saying that is that you know you 
you could you could see the ball skim off Harry Maguire's head and clip the butt of the post and go for a corner and then we score from a corner. Something like that, you know. So give him something to worry about is what I'm trying to say here. Give him something to worry about. Give Varane something to worry about. And uh, and we'll see what way uh, what way we go yeah. from from set pieces there as well. Um, and that's and basically we, yeah. Sorry, all we have to worry about is who's going to marshal uh, Ronaldo and who's going to be there when he runs in for this two yard tap in. You know, I know that's going to be the tough part for for us. Um, I I see there's a comment there that that uh, house is never beaten in the air. Ronaldo beats everybody in the air. If he can that's, beat the Messi of the skies. Who is Shane yeah. Duffy? Shane Duffy, when he plays for Ireland, turn, you know, he just heads away everything normally, uh, and he beat him in the last minute against Portugal. Um, yeah. But uh, it's it's an, it's it's going to be re- look. I think that's even more of a reason why we play three at the back because Greenwood, mm-hmm. Greenwood, Fernandez, and oh, who else would they probably play? Greenwood, Fernandez, Fred, Pogba, McTominay. Green, yeah. Green with Fernandez and Pogba will probably be behind um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, so, you know, uh, we're going to be on our heels for a good portion of the game, Ooh. I think. But uh, I still think we can get, get the ball forward. Yeah. I was really impressed, actually, with what Buendia did when we were on the back foot against Chelsea. Because when he carried the ball, he he didn't... Like, like what you tend to see, what well, what I tend to notice is when someone's carrying the ball out of defense and we're on a counter attack, it's like balls to the wall fast as you can on a counter attack. But what Buendia did was he was kind of conscious of the fact that we were we were defending against Chelsea, and and I don't know what it's it's, it's probably a, a Latin American thing, whereby he changed the pace of he of, of when he was when he was dribbling with the ball and driving with the ball, so he was. While he was, yes, we were allowing people to funnel back. He knew that it wasn't the case of every time we were counterattacking, we had to make a 90 yard lung busting run up and, and obviously depleting energy. You know, he knew that we were going to need energy to, 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 to defend, should I say. And I think it was just interesting. I haven't seen that at Villa Park, I could nearly say ever. And I know we were in Stamford Bridge last day, but I haven't seen it uh, from a Villa player ever. Whereby, because usually as a counter-attacking team, we'd be used to hear, seeing people like Gabriel Bonlahor, or maybe like like when we had Vyman or or Albrighton, it was head down, run straight. You know, yeah. so you can still counter-attack with a change of pace, and because people will funnel back, but it's all about if people are funneling back and they don't get set, and then you up the pace again a second time, then that can cause more consternation as well. So it's a really interesting thing, and it's that, little, and and that was made made possible because of you know the way our midfield three played played like uh, on Wednesday as well, which was slightly different, obviously, to when we play five in midfield. But uh, mm. interesting, and I could see someone like Douglas Louise do that if he's deployed a small bit further forward, but I, I, I don't think he will be. Because I think our midfield three will be the same of Ramsey, McGinn, and Douglas Louise. Because McGinn is is fit and and will be will be playing on Saturday as per yeah. um, as per the team. Yeah, I don't see any changes in there either. Um, you know that, that what he alluded to there with Wendia is that anything to do with the new coaching system? Could very well be. Here we could go. Be some, could be something that's been spotted over the last couple of weeks, and you know. What, I won't say trials because it's in the it's in the game, you know. <laughs> but all of these little things are, are something that somebody's looking at behind the scenes, I would imagine. Um but uh someone just texted me there. Some, I don't know why he didn't put it in the comments, but eight, eight years ago today, do you know what happened, Neil? 
What would that be in 2013? Eight years ago today, 2013. No, but eight years ago on Sunday, I was sitting in an apartment in Spain um, watching Ian Poulter sink. Uh, would have been No, it wouldn't have been eight years ago today, would it? No, it wouldn't because we're a year ahead. Anyway, go on. I was going to say sink a putt in the Miracle in Medina, but uh, no. Wouldn't well, eight years ago today, Jonathan Moss didn't think it was a penalty when oh no 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 don't do that don't do that pull down so uh there you go just just another uh long list of of uh irregularities in the refereeing that we experience on a weekly basis against the big clubs so that's what happened today eight years ago yeah and if it was at the other end now and, and it was who would have been playing then senderos if senderos had to pull down someone's pants do you think uh, I, I reckon he would have got a yellow card for the foul and then another yellow card for ungentlemanly conduct and been sent off? Yeah. But our fella, you know, that's fine. You can pull a Danish fella's pants around his, your ankles all you like. But. He never recovered from it, uh, did Hellenius. Never recovered from it. Yeah. Paddy, I stubbed my toe just before the podcast and you mentioning Nicholas Hellenius and Philip Senderas hurt me more than stubbing uh, my toe before the podcast. So, someone so. else in the comments there, so he just mentioned Happy Bay, and that's a name I haven't heard in a long time either. <laughs> just to make your night a little bit worse, Neil. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, yeah. I can feel myself getting, like, all these names, yeah, heebie-jeebies. Mm. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it was nine, it, it would be nine, just for those of you who are counting, it'll be nine years ago on... Uh, next Thursday, when I was watching Ian Poulter sink the putt for the Miracle in Medina in the Ryder <laughs> Cup, just, 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 just for record's sake, just yeah. for the sake of record, um, I think it needs to be said. Um, Paddy, talk to me about the fact we're not going to have Leon Bailey, um, and I know I mentioned, look, it's going to be pretty much chalk the the, the team that goes out there, yeah. but who's going to replace Bailey? Well, nobody's going to replace Bailey. The same team is going to go out as what started last weekend, with the exception of. Courtney House coming in for to Enzebi who can't play. That's I'm not missing. I'm not missing anything else, am I? No, you no, know? no, you're not. I, but I'm wondering. Sorry, I, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, if we were, let's just say he goes with a fork back. Who would you play in your tree behind the striker? And who plays up front? Who plays up top on his own? But he's not going to. I, I can't see it. But if if he was. Um, Daddy, we've only got 40 minutes out of the podcast. We need to at least string another <laughs> another 10 out of it. Come on, indulge me. <laughs> um, if he was to do that, it, well, Bertrand Traore would definitely be in there. Um, I would perhaps pay Ings or Watkins in the 10 and play him as, as high of a 10 as possible. And on the opposite side, then Buendia. What it, pick pick and choose whatever you want, Bendia off the right or off the left. I, I'd like to see um have uh, somebody else mentioned Habi Bay. It's stuck in my head now. Uh, Emmy Bendia. Um, I'd like to say Bendia on the right and see how Bertie does down the left. Yeah. It's something yeah. we don't see too often. So that that would be how I would pick the tree in behind the striker. But in all honesty, I can't see past if the tree at the back that we played last week and against Chelsea because it worked so well. If we did go to if we did go four two three one, I would be playing Budia on the right. I would be playing Watkins on the left and and Ings through the center. Um, and the reason being is I think potentially 
that could be very good defensively because the work rate, like Watkins, will go will move up and down that wing. Um, geez, did you spill it over yourself. I thought you spilled your pint out over yourself. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the microphone. <laughs> there was, uh, um, I, I think that that could work well because of Buendia's pressing uh, ability, and uh, obviously, look, Watkins is just a workhorse. But yeah, like yourself, I think we'll go to five at the back. I think how's, um. I think he proved his worth. Uh, look, I'm, I'm, you're only as good as your last game as well, and I'm sure that if he's a bad game, people will, will be out for him again on, on Saturday. But uh, it's a difficult one because you are playing potentially the best the best goal scorer. I'm going to say this. The best goal scorer that's ever played the game is uh, is the way I'm going to phrase it because I don't want to open up the debate of the best player ever because uh, um, some people will say Ronaldo, or some people will say Messi and some people will be wrong if they say Ronaldo because it is Messi. Um, but <laughs> so I don't want to open up I'm going to watch the comment, the comment <laughs> section. The comment section is going to uh, <laughs> is going to light up I hope, I, I, after that one. But um, no, look, it's going to be an interesting one to see who corrals him. I, I think, look, Ming's house, Kanza. I'm I'm loath to say it, considering the quality of defender he's played against. But he's he's 37. He's 37 years of age. Yeah, but he he, he has the body of an Adonis. He's as fit as a fucking butcher's, <laughs> butcher's <laughs> you know, it's, dog. It's butcher's dog. It's uh, I like. I mean, it, I, age doesn't matter for a guy who looks after himself that well. Like when I when I was thirty when I was thirty seven I was forced on overweight and loved a few points. <laughs> when I'm thirty seven next April, I'll probably be the same. Um, but Paddy, I interrupt this is Aston Villa talk. There's a pressing question in the comments, and I think we need to know your answer. Is Sir Sharon the hottest Irish celebrity today? That might be the best question I think has ever Jesus been asked. <laughs> <laughs> Dara uh, says no, it's Brenda Fricker. <laughs> I think Dara has a point. I still see Saoirse Ronan as this 14 or 15 year old, so I can't uh, even comment on that. <laughs> Petty, I, I know think, she's not anymore. Uh, good I question. The, I think you're the hottest celeb- Irish celebrity at this moment in time, Paddy. Um, <laughs> I'm neither hot nor a celebrity, Neil. So well, it's no, not me. So, well, you said it. You said it. Um, just get back to the football. Uh, no, I suppose, Paddy. Look, we've we've kind of, like I went on a big rant in the Chelsea game about how much I thought that this was an absolute like like there was just. It's good that it's on at half past twelve on a on a Saturday because maybe I'll have forgotten about it with all the rest of the sport that's on a Saturday. By the time I have to go to bed on Saturday night, but I, the more I think about it, the more I've I I I, I kind of bloviate in my own mind about the whole situation. Um, they're not infallible. They're not unbeatable. Or like like young boys of Burn went out and get and, and beat them. We're better than young boys of Burn. You know they have their blips. They have their moments. They're not a complete team just yet. Mm. And with that, what's the score, Paddy? The score is, I think we'll score, but I'm going to go 2-1 United. I think I think they've already got a one-goal head start, as I said earlier. And I know, I'm, I know I'm downbeat about it, but that's just the ghost of Man United games past and all coming back to haunt me. And... You know, someday it has to turn, and I really hope it's tomorrow. I'd really love to turn them over tomorrow. 
Um, I'll be getting on the road to Dublin after the match tomorrow to celebrate my mother's birthday. So, oh, lovely. I will have several points tomorrow night toasting the likes of several. Cameron Archer coming off the bench and scoring a winner against Man United. Like, that's yeah. that's stuff of dreams. Will he be on the bench? Yeah. Do you know what? Can he come on and do a, a Federico Makeda there job on them for once? Wouldn't that send everyone to bed happy? Oh, geez, I, I'd, I, I'd gladly go to bed at one o'clock in the day or half one or two o'clock in the day or whatever, <laughs> just to make sure that, you know, they can't take it away from us. If I go to bed and go to sleep, it means that it's final. <laughs> um, that's what I'd do. But it's... Uh, it's uh, I look. I, I myself think that it, that we have every opportunity. I think I think it could be a score draw tomorrow, and I think it could be two two. I think we'll score goals tomorrow. I, I would think take. We'll I, tomorrow. I would take. I would take a draw. I'd snap your hand off for a draw now, but I think we need to get this over with and and get a win against Man United, wherever it is, Old Trafford, Villa Park, or whatever. Just get it over with. Give us something to be bloody cheerful about against these shower of shysters that have been buying Premier Leagues and. Sure, they invented the Premier League, didn't they? That's what the invent the Premier League was invented for them. To, oh, to how boot. different it could have been if we had signed Teddy sharing him instead of Tony Cascarino, isn't that what they say? Well, there you go. Um, I, I think it's going to be two all draw because, and the reason I think it's going to be two all draw is that Man United haven't played well this season. Um, they beat a poor Newcastle team, in which literally Freddie Woodman did everything he could to allow Ronaldo to score two goals. Um, they beat uh. They, they, um, and prior to that, you know, in the pre games previous, they huffed and puffed, they were grand, you know, they've scored goals, yeah, but they haven't played well, they really haven't played well. I think we, I think, take the Watford game out of it for us, and I think we've been rocks, I, I think we've been good to solid in every single, or solid to good in every single game we've played after that, after mm. the Watford game. Yeah, we, we, we didn't light it up against Brentford, reasons being obvious, and we should have beaten Brentford. But I think everybody was still pissed off the Watford game uh, to realise that, you know, that you don't get two players ruled out for COVID. No other team is, gets, has, has gotten it this year, two players ruled out of COVID, as far as I'm aware, um, literally hours before the game, you know. so um, And plus, still, we were coming off the back of a, of a crappy preseason. So I'm confident we'll score goals tomorrow. I don't think, I think United are, are, are a team of names. I don't think they're a final article yet. Um, they haven't been able to integrate. Uh, they they haven't been able to integrate um Sancho into the team just yet. Maybe he starts instead of Mason Greenwood. He got minutes against West Ham, but then again against West Ham, they still had a lot of good players out against West Ham. They just didn't mm. play well, you know. Um, I don't think Solskjaer is a particularly brilliant manager. Um. At all, I think I think he's grand. I think he's fine, but but I think it's more so the the. You know he's he he's uh he's picking from the fine china as opposed yeah. to picking from the stuff from from IKEA. You know, so it's uh yeah. it's it, it's a bit bits and pieces like that. But saying that, Man United's home record is formidable, specifically against us. And you know, I think there will be a lot of sports psychology going on this week this weekend. And even though we've turned over the the team, it's very difficult for the, the players not to hear Aston Villa don't win at Old Trafford, and for mm. that not to affect them. So of course. so hopefully. Yeah. And 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 little like I, I, you know for a fact when you played football, Neil, and you went out and you went not this at a massive ref- level. I played football. Not this fucking referee again. How many times have you said that in your life? And you know, I can assure you, they're thinking <laughs> I, that about. Will me. I name him Paddy? Will I name the referee? <laughs> <laughs> Is he still alive? <laughs> yes, still refereeing. I think as well. Darren might keep me honest in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't name him. Whatever you do, <laughs> I won't. No, we can't go doxing people. Uh, yeah. in that one. 
but uh, well, no, go look, back, I think go back to what you said about about Solskjaer. I I don't think he's a decent coach at all. I I think I think he's winging it big time. I think he can't get the team up for the lesser teams. I don't put us in that bracket. As a result, I think they might turn us over. But uh, I, I think Solskjaer is on his last legs. And I think the power of having Ronaldo in that team will probably see yeah. the end of Solskjaer if they're not doing it, doing anything by Christmas. That's a good point, actually. That's a good point. Maybe the blessing in disguise could be the sheep and wolves clothing. Oh, what a great yeah. phrase. So I didn't see it, but apparently Ronaldo was up beside him as well at the young boys game. Nearly, can we call it burn so that because it just never sounds right? We just had had the burn, yeah, yeah, the the burn FC game, yeah. Um, you don't want to be indicting anyone either, uh, but all this is, I look, it's look, the game is played and played on grass for a reason, um, like worse teams than Aston Villa have gone and beaten Manchester United. The, and, and throw deers, oh, yeah. uh, and, and let's just yeah. let's just hope it's us next next week. Um, you know, West Ham, ha, West Ham haven't exactly been firing on all cylinders this year, and they went and they got a got a result um, midweek. Um, let's compound their misery and let's go and get a result ourselves at, this, uh, at the weekend. Yeah. I think John McGinn is going to be buzzing around like a blue arse fly again in midfield. I think Jacob Ramsey is going to throw his weight around. I think Douglas Louise is getting better and better and better, and I think the back three suits us, as you say. If we can corral the seven hundred and whatever goal scorer that they have uh, up for, up top, and to be honest with you, do you know what? He counts goals he scored internationally at under fifteen and under seventeen level in his uh, in, in in his his total, whereas Messi doesn't. That's just another little bit for you guys. Um, <laughs> if we can keep him quiet, uh, then uh, look, the so, world's are ice. How do I, Neil? <laughs> yes, D- Dara, that's a gas hood. The ref once did tell me I looked like a pirate while he was booking me. Exactly. Oh, yeah, Captain. Um, exactly. <laughs> I think that's a good note, a good note to leave the to leave the get uh, the podcast on, should I say? Um, we're going to come back for a team sheet tantrum tomorrow. I never even asked Paddy was your own for, it, but we'll we'll be back. I I owe him one anyway to do one solo if needs be um, <laughs> tomorrow, and I will be here, and I won't be on a. I think I'm only missing a plane. And a train, I think, at this at this rate for um for for team sheet tantrums, but th- there's a long year there le- yet. Um, but we'll be back tomorrow. Team will probably be announced around half past eleven. We'll be here before, before you wrap it up. I want to give a, a shout out to I've never seen her on before, Bernice Moran. We don't we don't get too many uh, ladies coming in. Bernice is there, and I think she's in Amsterdam at the moment. So fair play to her for coming on. I missed that. How is it? Hi, Bernice. There you go. There you are now. <laughs> Enjoy your time away. <laughs> and we'll be back to you at half past 12. Half, blah, 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 I sat half down. past 11. At 20 past 11 tomorrow, I suppose. is uh, What time? Kickoff is half 12, isn't it? Half 12, yeah. Half 12, yeah. We'll be at 20, 20 past uh, 11 tomorrow with a team sheet tantrum. And a little quick chin wag before the game. Um, so if you know, I don't know, maybe you're just getting a brunch. Maybe you're getting your second breakfast. Or maybe you're just getting your breakfast in bed. Maybe you've got somebody who who's... Uh, who's going to leave you have a sleep in, but either way, we'd love for you to join us tomorrow morning. And uh, yeah, look, I, I know I'm going to be as positive as I'll help tomorrow. And even now I'm, I'm on the two, two train, but uh, the two, two train, that actually sounds like choo choo train when I said it that way. But I'm on the, I'm on the two, two uh, brigade for the actual, uh, for the prediction. And um, 
let's see what it, what it comes in at tomorrow but listen thanks everybody for so much i'm rambling now thanks so much for uh for uh watching in and listening not in like it's a ramble at all neil is it <laughs> no absolutely not at all uh but thanks a million for for everything you do for the podcast you can catch paddy on at Villa paddy on twitter you can catch me on at, at uh, love mcgrab pod don't be afraid to you know send us a message or or to 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 chat us on twitter i'm, I'm only mad to talk about aston villa but as i say we'll be back again tomorrow 20 past 11 and all that's left to say is up the villa up the villa so it's uh Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.